think ultimately hustle culture is attached to a culture where there's a lack of identity for people so people's identity their sense of self and worth is attached to what they do Mm. so the more they do it and the more they talk about doing it and the more they can busy Mm. themselves doing it or be shown as successful as doing it then they feel successful as a human being Hey guys, and welcome back to the Social Saint podcast. Um, I'm so glad to be back. Uh, I today have a really, really interesting podcast, one that I've felt like recording for a really, really long time. Um, and I've got a very special guest. Um, so today I'm joined by my good friend and my mentor, actually, uh, someone that I've been closer for a little while and we've developed quite a good friendship. And she's just spoken so much words of life and just affirmation and truth into my life um today i'm joined by cara nothnagel hi everyone how you doing how are you cara i'm great thank you how you doing friend i'm doing really really well um so i just wanted to start off by like asking you to just introduce yourself what are you doing how are you like how's things how are you finding quarantine because well we're not really in quarantine as much now but yeah how are you finding it yeah, no, I'm great, thank you. So yeah, my name's Cara. Um, I, oh, I, I always like struggle to answer these questions like, who are you and what do you do? <laughs> um, so I'm married, mum of two. Um, I've been married for 11 years and we've got two kids. Um, and so I am at home with them, but we also run our own business, which is called Pure Identity. Um, and that is a branding and coaching company. Um, which we feel really fortunate to be running. And then we also um, are the young adults pastors at our local church in West London. So yeah, we, we have a lot that fills our time. Yeah, hope that answers your question. Well, no, you asked about um, about quarantine. We're fine. Yeah. Um, we're, mm. we're really well. It's definitely had its challenges. I think um, I work um, on my business kind of part-time and so having two children at home with both of us working at home and kind of juggling everything that was real um but at the same time I think we're fortunate to have a happy peaceful home uh, a home a house that we love being in um and I I, I think in a lot of ways I've just felt very privileged and thankful um because I know that that's probably not been many people's experiences so Yeah. yeah um not that it hasn't been hard missed I'm a I'm a people person, so I've missed my people. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know how that is. But, you know, overall, we're really well. What kind of, like, what do you think? And, like, how do you, how have you felt in terms of, like, going back into, like, well, not even necessarily back into, because it's still going to be, like, a new normal, but how have you felt in terms of going back into how things were? Yeah, that's a good question. I think... I think firstly it's good to say that um, this conversation and being able to have this conversation um, means we're in a position of privilege because ultimately for some people they don't have a choice you know if your job is construction or your job is um, that you've been a frontline worker throughout the coronavirus pandemic ultimately you've had to do what you've had to do to get it done you know 
um, to get the job yeah. done, to put money in the bank, bread on your table. Um, so the fact that we're able to have this conversation means we're in a position of privilege. And I think mm. that that's worth acknowledging. Um, so I run my own business. I'm at home with my children. I have options. And I'm also mm. very fortunate with the clients that I have and the way that they've dealt with the, um, with the pandemic. Um, mm. that there's options so I think that that's I want to say that up front because I wouldn't want someone to be listening and to feel guilty for having to go back or guilty for um, maybe yeah. their life not looking massively different to what it did before how about you how are you hanging in there <laughs> no it's been crazy because like I no, I'm fine I think it is it was very challenging to begin with but I think that like now it's become normal like I don't I couldn't even imagine my old life. Like, it's weird to think that we used to get up, go to work every day, go out, be around people all the time. So it's like insane to imagine going back to that. Like, it's just so crazy. And like now restrictions are being lifted. I'm like, okay, but do we have to do this? Like, do we have to go back to things? Or can we just be hermits at home? Like, <laughs> but yeah, no, um, it's been good. It's been, it's been really, it's been a different experience. I think it's been the experience that I've needed, if that makes sense. It's been not what I would have expected or wanted or asked for, but definitely what I needed. So I'm appreciative of that. But I think that kind of actually leads us back into like, the topic for today and like I really wanted to give a bit of context as to why I'm doing this particular podcast episode I think that right now we are seeing like you mentioned like just you know things go back to normal like we're seeing things change we're able to see people again and you know I think that it's I've even felt the temptation to busy up my schedule again like to just start saying yes to things that i probably shouldn't be saying yes to you like every week just the request to like oh guys do you want to do this next week or this this week or go out to dinner are starting to come in and it's like really gauging that I think now is when we're going to be tested as to what we've learned through this time and I think it's just about like me managing my schedule and I was just really thinking like I know there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be so tempted to just go back to rushing back into that life that we had before not really thinking about the good lessons that we've learned in terms of you know resting relaxation just kind of like really just being at home and having this time to really think and process and I thought you know I really wanted to talk and discuss kind of like this current culture we live in which is like the hustle culture um and just this idea of just like packing out our schedules 24 7 like to the point where it's just borderline ridiculous and just a quick disclaimer um to anyone listening I'm literally making this podcast for myself because it's me that needs to hear it (laughs) it's literally me that needs to hear it because I had a big event coming up and um like I was working like really hard um and I think this job has pushed me so much but um I was working really hard and there was one particular evening I was working super late and um I was thinking it sounds so funny but I was thinking like is this what people brag about like <laughs> it sounds so funny but I was like this it, it honestly horrified me I was like is this what people have been bragging about this whole time like working this late like is this something to 
to to brag about because this is the ghetto like I hate it here like what like I was literally working I was like it's so late I want to I honestly want to turn off my computer watch this is us get a hot drink and just chill but I know I need to get stuff done for tomorrow and I honestly thought to myself like it's crazy because before I was I would be the kind of person even when I wasn't necessarily working that late or working that hard I would use that as like a yeah I've been working so hard recently like and it's like oh that's my main identifier like when someone asks how have you been yeah I've just been working hard and like I wasn't really like until that week when I was like this is what they're talking about when people say oh I work really late hours or this is what people are talking about and I tell anyone that is listening to this that is not something to be bragging about like I'm 24 years old I do not want to spend my evenings like that flat out basically that is not something to be bragging about like and it's it made me realize it is insane that this is what we have glorified in our culture like we have glorified the hustle culture like we've glorified it to the point where we're willing to forsake ourselves of our own personal time to kind of I don't even know who we're trying to please like no I think I think what you're talking about is actually an internal distinction um between doing what's necessary and masking or mistaking busyness for productivity and I think that's yeah. a completely different thing. Um, so, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of um, productivity. I even think in my own house, like one of our main clients is a gym that we yeah. do all the branding and marketing for. And um, they just recently announced that gyms can open in a couple of weeks. So now the the team are, the team, there's a hive of productivity happening. They're busy but it's not busyness mm. for busyness sake. It's there's a hard push for a quick goal that they need to yeah. meet. Um, but does that make sense to you? Yeah, absolutely. And I a hundred percent agree. I, I think we, what you're, what you've just explained perfectly is there is a real difference between busyness and productivity. And um, I, I think, you know, it's, it's, a, we're supposed to be able to work, under stress at times it's like the whole fight and flight thing we we can fight but it's supposed to be for a short period of time and um it's like hit training um high intensity interval training you're not supposed to work at the intensity level the whole workout it's for intervals um and i think hustle culture really promotes being high intensity but for long periods of time it's the kind of whole startup culture which is just you know, you're going to have to make sacrifices, you're going to have to give your time, blood and tears to this thing. And um, there's nothing wrong with having to work high intensity for a short period of time. But living in that space is dangerous. And it, and it really, living in a rush, quote unquote, is really, you know, pushing against any kind of rhythm in life. And I think even outside of work, we, we really live in a rush at times i wish there was a more sophisticated word to use and sorry for the lack of a better term but um i uh was listening to a podcast recently and it was like do you always look for the shortest queue in the shopping in the sh- in the shopping market do you always change lanes because you think there's a quicker way around do you always and it was like all of these things that we people do when you're in a rush and it's like half the time you have nowhere to go uh, but it's just like Oh, if I can do something quicker, I will do something quicker. And I read this, um, I, I think I got a glimpse. I think it might've been from his biography. 
uh, it was a quote from Jeff Bezos. Um, and he says, in business, speed matters and a high velocity decision-making environment is always fun too. And I don't know if you know, but listeners or anyone listening to this, but Jeff Bezos is obviously extremely rich. He's the owner of Amazon, the founder of Amazon or whatever it is, um, the CEO of Amazon or whatever, but he is stupid rich. I mean, they say that Jeff Bezos, if he was to, if you was to like earn 7,000 pounds every, I think it's every day or or every week, I think from when Jesus died till now, you still wouldn't be as rich as him. It's something, it's like a stupid statistic that's literally insane, but that's how rich he is. Um, And obviously we, we were aware of, you know, that kind of mentality that, you know, you like what he's saying is, in essence true in business speed does matter matter like it does and if you're the fastest person to do something or get a product out you will probably most likely be the most successful because it didn't exist on the market prior to that or you know when america were the first ones on the moon and they beat russia for example now they're known as you know they're the first to get on the moon so it, it does matter but it's interesting because i think if you and i don't want to tear down anyone's business or anything like that i mean amazon is fantastic and you know i have respect for Jeff Bezos in terms of a business entrepreneur, but um, we hear about the Amazon warehouses and it's like insane. Like the working conditions are, what I've, from what I've heard, horrific. And, um, you know, you're hearing of people like not being able to go to the toilet or take breaks and stuff like that. And it's like, this man is ridiculously rich. Um, and then there's people working in his warehouses that like this is their only option for a job in some places and it's you know it's horrific conditions and you think to yourself like wow that decision high up is affecting and trickling all the way down to the lower levels and it's that and it goes back to that whole idea like I said of being in a rush if we can get products to people the same day which is honestly ridiculous that we expect same day delivery but fine if we can get products to people the same day then they're most likely to shop with us because we have built and we continue to feed into this consumer culture that says the fastest is the best and that is where I'll put my money you know and it goes back into that whole rushing that lifestyle of rush 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 everyone do everything quickly as opposed to with quality because I think as a society we can say we'd much rather those people in the warehouse be happy and safe and comfortable but I would hope at least than have our products be delivered the same day I mean that's insane (laughs) to even be having that conversation but that's literally it's kind of like modern day slavery almost you know um and it's like how detrimental is this I do think there's a lot to be said that if you are a business owner or a leader in an organization of some sort and you are on the hustle, that directly affects the working environment, the organisational environment that you are creating. And to me, that's toxic because kind of what you are modelling in your actions says that people will only have a sense of longevity and belonging if they also model that as well. And I think that's really unhealthy. But I think what we were seeing before coronavirus was mm-hmm. this whole thing of hustle culture mm-hmm. and, um, mm-hmm. you know, um, grinding hard and on your hustle mm-hmm. and all of that. And that is something that I um, fundamentally have an issue with. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And 
you know me, like I'm a words person. So obviously I knew we were going to be talking about this and I just looked up the definition of hustle. Um, so hustle means to push roughly or to jostle. Um, and kind of synonyms with it is to push, to bump, to knock, to shove, to nudge, to elbow, to shoulder, to crowd and to mob. Um, and it actually means to obtain illicitly or by forceful action. And I think the thing is, um, because I'm a words person, for me, when you say you want to hustle hard, what I'm hearing is you want to very hard and very quick obtain illicitly something that might not be meant for you right now. Um, and I, I fundamentally have an issue with that because I think I see a lot of people burning themselves out, um, hustling to get to the top or to get that thing or get that promotion. And I, I actually think that life has different rhythms to that, that there's rhythms to life and, uh, yeah, there's rhythms to life where boundaries are pleasant and the pace is pleasant yeah. and there's an unforced rhythm um, to life that I think is what we were made for. And so I think that kind of hustle mentality, um, I think just puts us in a place of, I have to do this in my own strength and it has to happen quickly. I have to knock people out of the way to make it happen. It's it just, mm. um, yeah, I think there's a lot that it's rooted in that is actually not the best for us. Um, in this life I think ultimately hustle culture is attached to a culture where there's a lack of identity for people so people's identity their sense of self and worth is attached to what they do Mm. so the more they do it and the more they talk about doing it and the more they can busy Mm. themselves doing it or be shown as successful as doing it then they feel successful as a human being um, yeah. You know, and I think for me, um, I that's not where I place my identity. And I think my yeah. identity has to be, I believe identity needs to be locked down, safe and secure, and that you have a mm-hmm. sense of self-worth before you even step foot out of your bed. Um, yeah. Because ultimately, and this is what coronavirus has shown, is circumstances can change like that. You know, your job situation can change like that. And if your identity is attached to happenings around you, you will always, that is the definition of insecurity. Hooking yourself, hooking your identity to something that is forever changing will breed like a rampant insecurity inside of us. Um, And so I I think hustle culture has a lot to do with that actually with needing to prove myself that I've made it, show that I've made it and make it um, by any means possible, no matter who I shove out the way. Um, ultimately, I think ultimately to, to show a sense of self and, and achievement and worth and worth and value. I think for, for me, I feel like over the last like year, I would say year and a half, I've really been on this journey to like, understanding and experiencing and exploring and basking in rest um and it's it's not it's like i think when until you actively try to rest you realize how much we live in a culture that resists rest if that makes sense like until you try to be like something you don't realize how hard it is to be that exact thing like um 
it's like I've I've just come to realize we don't value or honor or even respect rest like I was actually like I did a lot of research for this particular episode because I really wanted to get it right and I really wanted people to hear what I'm saying I want to make something very clear we are not saying there's anything wrong with being successful career-wise or in any other aspect of your life that is ambition and goals and targets and hard work is something to be to be celebrated do not get me wrong but it's the means that you get there it's the vehicle that you travel in and at the speed that you go and the things that you push to the side in order to get there that is the problem and I think that it's a what we're trying to do in this podcast is is just really address that because for me what I really realized is there was a shift at some point in history um and I did a lot of research like I said coming into this I think you know one thing I'll one person I'll particularly mention a lot in this podcast is John Mark Comer who's one of my favorite like speakers preachers and writers he's just phenomenal he did a book on the ruthless elimination of hurry but even before that he did a series on um the rule of life and he did even a series before that on sabbath which means rest and I've just continued to just stay locked into everything that he kind of talks about and like um and how he explores this kind of like conversation and just this this element of life especially through a christian lens of course but just in general and one thing that he as he was speaking about on a recent podcast he did is he's speaking on um there was a shift in society where people stopped working to build things and they started to work to build themselves like we started going to work to build ourselves now and it was like before it was like people were working in production lines so it was like to build cars or to build I don't know like houses or construction and stuff like that whereas now our work is so closely linked to our identity which is what you were talking about before it's like when we're going to work we feel like we're going in to somewhere to build ourselves now and you know, it really started to get me thinking, like, there's this whole thing of, like, we often link our career to our success, if that makes sense, like, that is the only line of which success, or how much money we can acquire to our success, as if that's the only definition of what success is, and then we say to people, oh, yes, success is your own definition, but as a society as a whole, we don't, at large, I mean, we don't really judge people based on that, we don't really keep that same I don't want to say I want to say energy kind of when it comes to really when you evaluate someone for example even when people meet each other we go what, what do you do and it's like that's the first question that comes out of people's mouths so it kind of reinforces that emphasis that your career is what identifies you and I think that in and of itself is so problematic um so yeah and I think that I, I read this interesting quote recently and it said it was it was it was from a real estate mogul called Grant Cadone and he basically said most people work nine to five I work 95 hours a week um if you ever want to be a millionaire you need to stop doing nine to five and start doing 95 and I thought yeah no (laughs) no is the answer to that (laughs) um because I just think that's the that is the essence of what we're becoming and like I I don't know if you've heard this song you probably wouldn't have but there's a song by NSG and it's like want to make a meal nine to five ain't an option and it's that whole idea that living a normal life and working within reasonable working hours isn't enough to make a million and that's ultimately what we all want you know and it's that 
glorifying once again of hustle culture um but yeah what what, what do you kind of think about the whole thing yeah i think what you're saying also um it reflects very western views of success mm. you know so when you um in the in the western world we have a certain set of um ideas about what success is we have a certain set of ideas about what a leader is so for instance if you look at um most western leadership books what they really glorify is an extrovert personality most of them yeah um obviously there's great there's there's great leadership principles in there as well but Mm. often when you see a, a celebrated leader um they're an extrovert they're an excellent public speaker they know how to put on a good um a good show in a sense um we 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 praise a lot of external outputs um but if you look at um if you look at the east or even in warmer climate cultures that there's completely different sets of values there around mm. what success is um what leadership is um what worship is you know what true worship looks like so i think we have to be careful um to not paint the entire world with one brush i think these are western mm. problems that we're talking about um and when you you know i've done a little i've looked a little bit into warm climate and cold climate culture and then so the western world is mostly cold climate anything above the equator um Mm -hmm. we're much more task driven we're colder relationally there's a bigger focus on the individual um whereas when you look at warm culture climate it's very relational the focus is on community and contribution um but Mm. relationship is primary um and so I think this is why we need each other in the world because there's things to learn from both, you know. And I think yeah. I think both of those, um, if you like, polar opposites, um, mm-hmm. when you put them together, you have a really incredible combination. Um, mm. But I think for I think the whole thing around success and hustle culture, I think ultimately, if we're talking to individuals now. I think what I kind of ask myself is um, at the end of the day, you know, when I when I come home from work or when my day stops, when I look at it, I think, you know, for me I, as a Christian, I'm asking myself what actually holds eternal purpose and um, mm. what actually what are the things that really matter? I think that with the coronavirus pandemic, the thing that's happened is people realise, you know what? the thing that matters is my relationships the Mm. thing that matters is health you know the thing that matters is family you just see that so many times where those things were stripped away um people's access to them it it really puts into sharp focus what actually matters and i think and again another word that i've heard a lot in my circles anyway over this time has been about needing to be intentional you know Mm. so not being so on the hamster wheel that you're just kind of going through the motions or keeping up with whatever the cookie cutter um, model of a successful life is and actually missing out on really having and enjoying the life you were supposed to have. Um, yeah. And I also think when you, 
what I'm also thinking about when you, you are talking about hustle culture is um, I think it's also connected to um, our resistance of stillness, of rest mm. and of reflection. Um, mm. And, you know, I've got two young children and I, as a parent, I, um, my husband and I, we've really made decisions where we've said, you know, we don't want to be parents that entertain our children all the time because mm. boredom is a precursor to creativity, you know? Mm. So there's that saying that, I don't know who said it, but that necessity is the mother of all invention. If you're never bored, there's no need to create anything different. You know, mm, so wow. I think with um, with hustle culture, if you're just on the treadmill of life all the time, running as hard as you can at someone else's definition of success that might not even be your own internal definition of success. If you don't get still and rest and um, go against the grain and not maybe not maybe um, hustle so hard, you might actually get still and be creative and invent something that the world's waiting for. Um, mm. And so rather than chasing after everyone else and chasing after that, that picture, um, whatever it is, um, whether it's career, a career picture or a relational picture or whatever it is, I think that we, we owe it to ourselves as human beings to allow ourselves the discomfort of stillness, of rest mm. and even of boredom because you just never know what might come out of you. Yeah, and I think I think it's it's absolutely true, and you've hit the nail on the the head. And I think the issue is that people think they're rested and they're not. And um, it's it's so interesting because um, a lot of people have this misconception that relaxation and rest are the same thing. When I think that they're not, relaxation is to me says maybe reading or watching a bit of tv after work or having a chilled conversation with your partner or just something chilled but rest to me is intentionally observing stopping if that makes sense um or resistance to anything you do every other day or every other hour of the day it's like collecting yourself if that makes sense and sometimes rest doesn't need to always come after sometimes it should be how you start um maybe the first few moments in a day before you even talk to a single person even do a single thing I mean a lot of people a lot of Christians I know observe it through maybe prayer time with God one-on-one but I mean even that just moment of just like settling yourself settling your soul settling your spirit just relaxing of just resting and just kind of thinking let me let me figure out where I'm at right now if that makes sense there's this constant hunger for noise in our life it's the picking up our phone before we've even brushed our teeth you know it's the kind of like looking for noise putting on a song whilst we get ready it's that constant hunger for noise instead of observing silence in our life and there is so much things to gain from your silence it, it used to be the thing that I was scared of the most, like going to bed and being alone with my thoughts because I'd actually have to process what I'd done in a day. But it's actually funny because that is what you need at the end of a day, because if not, you make the same mistakes the next day and the day after that and the day after that, or you don't realise all the good things you've done because you haven't taken a second to absorb it, if that makes sense, you've just lived it. 
And um, I think rest is sometimes having a moment where you intentionally seek silence in for reflection, if that makes sense. And we think rest is just putting on a TV show and just drowning out other things. And yeah, I'm not gonna use my brain for a second, but just because you're not using your brain to put anything out, your brain is still being used to put something in, if that makes sense. And you're not actually just letting it just kind of fester for a moment. And just think about the things that you've been through or experienced in the last 24 hours. And I think it's it's healthy for us to embrace rest and embrace our limits instead of trying to live without them. And I think we're living in a culture which tries to live tries to attain a life where we have no limits if that makes sense um instead of embracing yeah it's interesting what you're saying so again I said I'm a word person so we talked you Mm. used it's funny because you used a couple of words in and you interchanged them so the word relaxation means the state of being free from tension and anxiety or the action of making a rule or restriction less strict um, which I think is really interesting. And like synonyms are composure, tranquility, unwinding. Mm. Um, mm. When you look at rest, the meaning is to cease work or movement in order to relax, sleep or recover strength. Um, yeah. And it also says to be placed or supported so as to stay in a, a specified position. Um, <laughs> and I think um, I think what's interesting about what you're saying and... I think we have to be careful as people to not assume that we all rest the same way and yeah. that we all relax the same way. I think rest is an internal posture yeah. um, that is achieved very differently. And I think one of the synonyms for rest is also um, reju- to rejuvenate. So kind of some of the more relaxed um, synonyms there are to recharge one's batteries. Um, and I think that true rest, I think, comes from knowing yourself and knowing how you recharge. So I, you know, as a Christian, I really believe that we're spirit, soul, body, um, that we're tripart beings. And so when I approach rest and relaxation or say, let's flip it this way, if I feel stressed, I often have to look at and assess what part of me is in lack. So is my is it my body? Is it my soul? So my soul, the way I define your soul is your mind, your will and your emotions. Um, you know, my my kind of sensory being, um, you know, is it is it a spiritual thing or is it my body? Um, and I think if you don't make those definitions, then actually you could then try and do some really intense kind of reflection, let's say. Um, working on your your mind your mind space your will or your emotional space and actually maybe your body is exhausted and what you need to do is lay on the sofa with some good food that kind of fills your your body tank you know that you love to eat and watch something you know I don't think there's anything wrong with that I think it's about the intentionality behind it um there might be other times where you know what you want to do is you know, go to bed early or, um, you know, to do what I just described. And actually, maybe what you really need to do is journal a little bit and process your emotions. And no amount yeah. of sleep will kind of relieve that emotional tension or that thing that's building up. Or, you know, for me, there's there's just a thing where I know nothing will replace 
reading my Bible and spending time with God, you know, and, and just um, spiritually kind of building myself up and, and spending time with, with God in that way. Um, and yeah. so I think with rest, I think it's that ceasing from activity, um, probably particularly work, um, in the sense of employment work, where you can just have a minute to be able to assess that for ourselves um, and unplugging from the machine um, just to enough to employ some intentionality behind our choices. Yeah. Um, so I think for myself, and I can only speak for myself, you know, over this, um, this time of, you know, where we've been at home during the, pandem- the pandemic and we were in a lockdown, no, I have felt like, my goodness, my days were just so full and yeah. I need to actually address that balance because I can see there are certain areas where, you know what, if I'd carry on doing that, I, I could burn myself out. And hey, it was normal, yeah. but was it healthy? Um, and I saw a really brilliant quote some at some point over the lockdown period that said, you know, in the rush to return to normal let's just work out what part of normal is worth rushing back to. Um, and I think that's, ulti- I think I sense that that's kind of what you're saying is um, not that I don't think that coronavirus was caused by, you know, some kind of puppet master God trying to test us all, not at all. I think I, I believe in God and I think he's good and I don't think he uses sickness in that way. Um but I think what we do have is an opportunity, considering the situation that we are in, to say, okay, this thing has happened, it's horrific. You know, people have died and suffered. And particularly for the Western world, it's been a huge um, loss of control over our normal lives, a huge um, trauma, I think, mentally and emotionally to people to suddenly feel like their freedom is taken away and their normal is taken away. But, you know, one of the ways we have an opportunity to come out of that um, uh, in a kind of overcoming sense is to say, you know, as we approach life again, what out of the things I have a choice in, what are the things that are worth rushing back to and what things actually it would serve me better to um maybe not go back to or to go back to in a more measured way um yeah yeah i don't know if that makes sense yeah so just to kind of move forward with this what on a personal level what kind of things do you do to counteract this kind of like hustle hurry like rush kind of like lifestyle like what do you do on a personal kind of level to kind of resist it thanks for the question um the first thing that comes to mind is I'm very deliberate about deciding whose voices carry weight in my life and who and whose voices don't and unplugging from voices that I just feel are not aligned with my values and my vision and my purpose so um I am I think you know, I think comparison culture is also just another really toxic, disgusting thing. Um, and, we, and you know, the, there's so many positives about social media, but I think the negative thing is, is that it just makes comparison so much easier. 
Um, yeah. And so, you know, I unfollow, unplug from certain voices and sources that I just feel um, perhaps feed me in a negative way. And that's not mm. necessarily because those voices are inherently negative. It's more mm. I have to own that my heart and my mind actually can't absorb that without it sending me into mm. some kind of negative spin or yeah. it sends me striving or, you know, all of that. It's, it's not even necessarily about, well, that person is putting out a bad message. It's just not a good message for me um, based on my emotional state. Or it might be that it is completely at odds just with my values and where I'm at and so mm. I tune it out. Um I think that's a, that's a huge thing for me. So, you know, yeah. I hit unfollow a lot. Um, and I'm not afraid of following people who I disagree with. It's not about that. I think it's more about the reaction it causes in me. Um, or yeah. if I feel like it's just an unaligned message for me. Um, so that's, that's one thing. Yeah. Um, I think also I have, you know, um, me and my close friends or and obviously you know we've we're friends but we've also got a mentoring relationship you know in that kind of setting we talk about mm. your circle you know your circle of influence and I think you're mm. you're really close in a circle I'm I'm blessed that I have a, a really tight strong inner circle of support um mm. where pe- that I have people who will who I'm accountable to you know, so and he will check me if they and check on me and I will check in with them and say, you know what, hey, I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with um, comparison or I'm struggling with feeling like I'm striving or, or falling into that kind of hustle thing. And and we speak very deliberate truth into one another's lives with all the love in the world, but also knowing that gives me a lot of security, you know, that there are people in my life who love me enough to say I think this is a blind spot um yeah and I don't want you to fall into a hole um so I think Mm. those two things um and like I said for me I'm a Christian so for me I pray and um, Mm. and you know I talked in the beginning about the unforced rhythms of life for me I don't want life to feel like a strain and a hustle and a jab and a nudge the whole time I want mm. I want to move with the unforced rhythms of grace in my life so I pray and I ask God what do you want me to do you know because I think mm. at the end of the day um I have had to really set myself free not set myself free mm. but I I've had to do a lot of work on myself in the area of people pleasing um, mm. and ultimately I've had to learn you can never please everyone um and so for me, I have to feel like, you know what, if I can get to the end of the day and feel like I've done what I felt like in my spirit I was um, called to do or it was being prompted towards or attain someone else's thing. But for me, I really want to um, walk humbly in my relationship with God and to the best of my ability, reflect and represent him well um and and do what i feel in my spirit i'm being moved towards um and then i can get into my bed and be like i might not have got it all right but i've given it my best shot and i feel peaceful in that um i think that had to become my 
you know, my highest priority. One of the one of the leaders in my life once said, you know, have you ever thought about the fact that there's this passage in the Bible where Jesus goes into a town and he only he heals one person and he leaves. <laughs> and he said, you know, do you, do you think that that's because there was only one sick person in the town? Probably not. But Jesus yeah. wasn't driven by the need. He was driven, the Bible says, that he only did what he saw the Father doing. So Jesus yeah. was driven by the voice of God saying, this is what I want you to do right now in this situation. Yeah. And he wasn't driven by the need and the people pleasing. Um, yeah. And that really set me free. That was at a period of my life where I felt like I just could never get it right. I still often follow yeah. that now. Um, but it just put a new spin on things for me. So I think, yeah, I'm sure there's many other things <laughs> that okay. I try and do, but I think those three things are the big ones and everything else kind of falls underneath them really in terms yeah. of then setting the pace of my life and the pace of my day. Um, it kind of, they, that those decisions fall out of those things. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? So for me, I think, yeah, I think I definitely have, a, I do a mixture of things. Like I want to just quickly say one of the things you mentioned earlier is definitely the body, spirit, kind of soul thing. And it's like knowing what's your mind when your mind's tired, your body's tired, or, you know, like spiritually, you're kind of like lacking. And I think it's identifying which one of those is lacking for me and kind of addressing that. And I think for me, the biggest way that I debunked kind of like, like hustle culture and buying mind is when I kind of like, and I mentioned earlier, I kind of started a journey about a year and a half ago was when I realized the ends of what people are aiming for. So the idea of hustle culture is to sacrifice time now and to enforce like stupid amount of energy now so that we can gain more time in the future and freedom in the future and live more comfortable. So essentially we're exchanging time now to gain it in the future. And that's when I kind of realized I don't want to live a life where I'm exchanging for a future that's not necessarily promised. Um, and I think, yeah. And I think for me, the biggest thing was like, um, I, I, I'm, I'm t like I said earlier, I'm 24 now. And you know, I, I'm not the kind of person that likes to glorify youth, but we understand there is a lot of things that you can do when you're young. And there's a, when, whilst I don't have kids and the mortgage and all these things that, you know, it, it's a great time to experience life. And I went to a seminar one time and there was a guy talking about how he was, you know, he had a startup and he was working you know his job he started his he woke up at like 4 a.m he started his own personal work for like four hours then he actually started his nine to five and then after work he went back to doing his personal work to start his business and like he was working silly hours and I thought and he was like how he spent basically his whole you know 20s doing that and I thought to myself I don't want to look back when I'm 40 and think, okay, I've got all the time I want now. I've got all the financial I need now, but I missed my youth, if that makes sense. And I don't want that trade-off. I want a balanced life, which embraces both working hard and a good work ethic and a spirit of excellence, whilst also embracing this time that I have with my parents, my cousins, my family, just my friends. I want to embrace being able to travel and do anything I want to do. And this, I'm not going to have these moments forever. So I, 
I wanted to capture an element of both and balance in my life. And sometimes I understand that it's not necessarily about balance and about having to hold two things, but also juggling. You might need to put something down for a little while and then pick something up in a, in a moment. Do you get what I mean? And I think it was for me really about switching in and out when it was appropriate. And I think and another thing is like, like you said, just the things that influence me. I really, you, you hit the nail on the head with the people pleasing culture. I mean, we always joke about how similar we are, but it is true. Like I, I mean, that was an addiction for me. Like being able to please people is just like my core of like value. <laughs> like if I can make someone like happy, then that makes me happy. And it's like, oh, if someone thinks of me as doing good in that positive reinforcement has always been my thing I always do well when people positively reinforce me and so I would kind of like strive for it and so that's the hustle culture feeds straight into that like if you work really hard people think you're great and then you'll get all the positive reinforcement you need like so it's like having to I just have this yeah to sit myself in the mirror and say look you are not affirmed by anyone you live for the audience of one and that's God alone and ultimately nothing you do whether it's absolutely magnificent here on earth matters when you stand face to face with him so ultimately do what you can like like I said work with a spirit of excellence but have balance enjoy your life there's liberty in Christ and in just just enjoy it every day like because we don't have a promise of how many days we have imagine if you hustle your whole time and you actually only have one year to enjoy it like it's like you it's just not worth it and I think when I really actually understood what hustle culture was, I was like, I don't want what that is that is being presented to me, if that makes sense. I, I saw it for what it was, not the facade of the glamour and the glitz that it looked like, but for what it truly was. And I said, that's that's not that's not what I want. And I think once you kind of debunk that and you kind of really look into it, you kind of say, okay, cool, like, I'm I'm going to start realigning my life. I'm going to start observing rest. I'm going to start taking time out for myself. I'm going to go on some long walks. I'm going to try and process things and understand things and also take time for yourself and invest in yourself, whether that's financially, time-wise, spiritually, like actually investing in yourself. And you realize you actually have more, you have more than enough around you. Like even if I worked crazy hours for the rest of my life, um, I have everything I need now anyway. So what am I actually trying to acquire? Just additional things, if that makes sense. And I can't kill myself in the effort to get additional things, you know? So I think that's what kind of like really motivates me and just kind of reshifts my balance um, of what hustle is. And I think we just really need as a people to stop glorifying it stop glorifying this working crazy hours and it's not even just work as well obviously we've mainly used that as our thing but anything that's like hustly or just like hurry or rushing or time's running out that this, this lack of impatience we live in a generation where no one wants to wait for anything and it's like the quicker we can have things it's like get rich quick it's like you can become you can do a video on TikTok or Instagram and next thing you know you're viral tomorrow and you're making millions of pounds and it's that idea I don't actually want to work for my money or work for my success or work for my influence I just want it to come to me instantly and I think hustle culture is exactly that if I can find a way to get things quickly without having to work for it or even having to work for it but like crazy hard in a condensed amount of time that will be that's more beneficial than having to work for something over a long period of time being consistent yeah, and I think you're I think you're hitting on some really important 
some really important things. I feel like, um, yeah, again, I just think it's good to say, um, I think there's seasons for things in life, you know? Um, And I think a lot of hustle culture is, or maybe like you kind of use the word debunking hustle culture, is just being present in your decisions and your choices, you know? So, you know, we run our own business. So there are times where, if a project is looming or something lands on our plate that, you know, it's not out of bad planning or whatever, it's just a big thing. We often have to sit and have an intentional conversation and say, we absolutely know the next two weeks are going to be hard graft. And there's nothing wrong with that because nothing, um, nothing really worthwhile comes without some hard work, you know. Not that it always takes hard work, but I don't know anything... You know, I just I think that can be a proponent on a proponent of heart of success or of achieving a goal. Sometimes there are those seasons for that, but I think it's just being present in the moment and saying I'm signing up for that. You know, and because I've signed up for it, I also know I can close it off as well. So, um, you know, when when this pandemic happened, there were a few weeks where. Um, my husband where he was working up you know till 2 or 3 a.m you know and then getting up at 8 and starting again but you know that was the fact that all the government papers had to be read all the new legislation had to be read that had to be understood new strategies had to be put in place now that's not a long-term strategy that's a response to something that's happening and then we actively sign up for that but then you also know that in a month's time we will not be still doing that. You know, that's not sustainable. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I, and I think that um, that kind of glorification of busy, um, yeah. you know, kind of thinking that busyness equals productivity or busyness yeah. equals yeah. worth and value, you can then set yeah. up systems in your life that are completely unmanageable and not main. You can't maintain them in the long run. You'll burn yourself out. And, yeah. and so I just want to say that yeah. because I think there are seasons in life for things, um, yeah. but they need to be. I think we have to be present in counting the cost of them because there's always a cost yeah. to something, um, and I yeah. think that you know like that real kind of hustle hard culture it's almost like like you say exchanging your present for something that's Mm -hmm. not guaranteed in the future and actually Mm. it kind of from the outside looking in is almost like have you actually counted the cost the cost Mm. to your mental health the cost to your physical health the cost to your relationships or the cost Mm. to your long-term goals um you know, is is all of that cost worth what you might only possibly attain? Um, yeah, so I think, yeah, I think that's just kind of worth saying as, as we're thinking about wrapping up, I think that. So would you, was there anything you would suggest for people to read or anything like that that might help with like, just kind of like, or watch or anything that helped you in terms of this, like just as a takeaway was there anything you would suggest for people to kind of... So, like you said, um, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by our hero. <laughs> Brilliant book mm-hmm. to read. I would. I think that's a book for the moment. 
Um, I also think something that really impacted me was the Netflix documentary Minimalism. Um, Yeah, I think that's worth looking at just in terms of addressing kind of consumerism and um, living life out that's not attached to values and long-term thinking. Um, That profoundly spoke to me. Um, the, the two guys, um, Joshua and Ryan, um, who mm-hmm. put that together, they also have a podcast called The Minimalists. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really bigging them up. It's not like I necessarily agree with everything they say, but I think the principles mm-hmm. of what they say are actually profound. Um, whether I yeah. agree with all their personal beliefs or not, if that makes sense. Uh, um, uh, but I think, you know, they often say, um, their little catch line is love people use things because the other way around mm. just doesn't make sense um mm-hmm. yeah i just love the ethos of that and i think that that really that really um spoke to me um any other resources i think those are the two that kind of stick out um yeah yeah around this conversation um yeah one book that i would also suggest as well along alongside that would be to to hell with the hustle by jeff bethke who was also actually in, he funny ironically enough he was an internet sensation um and uh he's a born again christian and he wrote a book called to hell with the hustle and that's a really really interesting book as well and it's the same kind of conversation and it's really really interesting about how um there is no end to to hustle culture kind of thing and it's, it's a really good book so i think those will that's where we'll kind of wrap it up for today but it's been absolutely amazing to have you on the podcast Cara you know just your insight and just it's it's always like I always leave the conversation with so much so I'm just so grateful so so grateful for this conversation um do you where can people find you yeah you can find me most likely these days on Instagram so my handle is um at Cara Noth Cara is spelled K-A-R-A Noth is N-O-T-H. Um, I do also have a blog, but it's kind of been silent for a while. Instagram's a bit like my mini blog. Um, but I'm sure I'll be finding my feet putting out more words soon. But yeah, you can find me there and I love to hear from people. And or you can yeah. you know, you can hit us up at our business, which is called Pure Identity, um, and find um find us over there with what we're doing business wise. But yeah. It's been so nice talking to you, Ree. I love what you're doing and I think these conversations that you have are so important and I love the way that you always just position yourself as such a humble person and such a lifelong learner and I think you're really inspiring all of us with the way you do that and um yeah so thanks so much for having me this is like emotional (laughs) Uh, but thank you so much like obviously you're me and you speak nearly every day and um it's just crazy how much you can learn from someone um, literally every single day um, and like I really really appreciate it and that's literally what this podcast is for it's literally to so I can keep learning and so that others can also learn alongside me um, so if you want to find us on Instagram um, the our podcast Instagram is the social saint podcast and if you want to find me on Instagram it's just Rianne Waters um, so yeah message us listen share the podcast comment leave a review especially on iTunes because that that really does help um, so yeah um, but that's it for today thank you for listening everyone bye